Miley Cyrus makes drastic change. Should women serve in combat? Santorum doesn't think so. Waffle House and White Castle get romantic. Would you sponsor a restroom? Obama wants religious people to use birth control. Is Nicolas Cage a vampire? Nicki Minaj and Chris Brown stir up the Grammys. And my guest Eliza Schlesinger joins me for the... Last week on Earth, very sexy Valentine's Day special. We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my God, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. like it is every week it's last week on earth everybody i'm ben glebe thank you for tuning in to our valentine's day special it's gonna be a very special episode my dear friend the very lovely very talented very funny eliza schlesinger will be here winner of last comic standing host of excused she'll be here a little bit later in the podcast uh for the chunk in the middle and then i will finish the, finish the podcast by myself this week it will be wrapping up um after eliza stops by with the thunder round and email questions by myself. Um, so that'll be exciting. Liza's going to come for the middle chunk of the podcast. I call it the middle chunk because it's chunky. Some people like it smooth. I like it chunky. And in fact, that's not really how I feel about peanut butter, but more about podcasts. Because I much prefer smooth peanut butter. I feel like you're a weird person if you prefer chunky peanut butter. It's like, make up your mind. Do you want peanuts or do you want butter? If you want the two together, fine. That's peanut butter. I'm still cool with that. But when you still have peanut chunks in the peanut butter, you haven't created something new. It's like you're trying to hang on to peanuts. And why? They're gone. Let them go. Just let them go. Valentine's Day special brought to you by marriage. Where till death do us part is just a suggestion. We want prenup. We want prenup, yeah, it's something that you need to have, because when she leave your ass, she going to leave with half. I believe that was Walt Whitman wrote that beautiful lyric. Um, And since it is Valentine's Day, um, I figured, you know, we'd do something a little special this week. You're listening to Benny G. And this is the last week on our Valentine's special. This is my Valentine's Day sexy-ass jazz interlude. Ladies, this is Valentine's Day. I'm gonna take you to Wendy's. Yeah. Wendy's fast food hamburgers, baby. We're gonna have a threesome. You, me, and Wendy. A Wendy's Burger Supreme, that is. 
Maybe throw in a chocolate frosty Cause I got jungle fever And that girl is so cold And ladies If you're sitting next to your dude right now Listening to this This goes out directly to you And dudes If you're pissed right now that I just said that I'm only joking man I'd never try to steal your lady from right out under you I'm not that kind of guy Hey ladies I just told you dude I was joking But I'm not joking ladies Let's make this a special private valentine's Just me and all of you Lovely ladies Dudes again I'm totally kidding You and your girl seem really happy together Ladies, the thing is, you look really bored with that guy sitting next to you. Other than both of your impeccable tastes and podcasts. Seems like you got nothing in common. Just let me take you to Wendy's, girl. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. And dudes, I was kidding, seriously. You got nothing to worry about. Yeah. I don't know what that was. It was something special for you guys. Something that I did specially for you for Valentine's Day. There's no... Don't take that seriously. But ladies, at Ben Glebe on Twitter. Hashtag last week on Earth. Angry dudes. At Mark Marin on Twitter. At somebody else. Okay? Hashtag WTF or something. Come on. Come on now. Um, It's been an interesting week. Interesting week for romance. Is Reggie Bush putting a smile back on Kim Kardashian's face? London's The Daily Mail reports that Kim K was beaming after a lunch date with her former flame. One lunch date, from what I hear, they've already been married and divorced. Kim moves fast. That's the thing. She loves, she marries, she lunches, she moves on. She's a heartbreaker, that Kardashian. Kardashian, I like that. Kind of Native American version. Kardashian. For a very wholesome, patriotic Native American. Kardashian sister. Daughter. Sister. My daughter. My sister. My daughter. Syria bombards its people. Syrian forces were reported on Monday to have resumed their attack on the embattled city of Homs for the 10th day after the authorities in the capital of Damascus shut down efforts, totally rejected them by the Arab League to seek a UN peacekeeping mission to go in there into Syria and uh, try to end this, try to stop the president, Bashar al-Assad, from killing his own people. Listen, Bashar al-Assad. If you're listening to me, and I, and I assume that you are, why on earth would you be doing this? Aside from the obvious and egregious dickery you are perpetrating by killing your own people, you know the world community is going to come after you and kill you. You can just tell that's starting to brew. So just from a self-preservation standpoint, why don't you stop? Just stop. You might escape with your own life. How much can you need power that you'd rather die than give it up? I mean, if the choices before you were keep power and die, therefore having no more power because you are dead now, or give up power and live, and those are your choices, BT-dubs, then why are you choosing death? 
If you want some power after that so bad, coach a little league team or some shit. Which is the perfect time, by the way, to update you on the Don't Be a Dick pledge. I told you guys last week I was going to start one. Some people pointed me on Twitter to um, websites that could do it. I had already found a website that can do it. Anyway, it is up. It's ready to go. You can go on there and start signing the Don't Be a Dick pledge. Spread it to your friends. Tell everybody that you care about. Because if you, if you believe in it and you don't tell people, then you are being a dick. That's outlined in the Don't Be a Dick pledge. So go to the following web address. It's tinyurl.com slash don't be a dick pledge. Couldn't be easier than that. Tinyurl.com slash don't be a dick pledge. Go to that URL, sign it. Takes like three seconds. Tell your friends about it. Let's see if we can get how big we can get this thing globally. I want a million signatures is my current goal. Don't be a dick pledge. Tinyurl.com slash don't be a dick pledge. Hey, it's one of the rare times you get to put the word dick into a URL and it not be porn related. So think of that positive. Um, got a special uh, announcement too. There's going to be a bonus episode this week, not of traditional last week on Earth by any means. Um, but I was just in in Edmonton this weekend, and while I was in Edmonton, um, uh, I had a very interesting experience. This is a comedy club I played the comic strip there, and one of the club managers, also a comedian himself, Patrick Earhart, um, he is a German man. He's a young kid, probably about, I don't know how old he is actually. He's about probably 29 years old, 30 years old, maybe 28, maybe 27, maybe 26. He's probably 25 years old. He's between 25 and 90. He's no, he's in, in, in his twenties and he's German. And here's the crazy thing. I didn't know how to feel about this when I first met him. His grandfather was a Nazi soldier. Served in the Nazi army during world war two, during the Holocaust. Um, my grandfather, Holocaust survivor, my grandparents' family, both sides were killed in the Holocaust. Um, obviously, I have not positive feelings towards Nazis. That is a uh, difficult thing. I'd never met anybody related to a Nazi before. And I met him. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, and we had um, some turmoil between us at first, and then ended up getting to a place where we could reconcile our differences and um, so I'm releasing later this week on on Saturday. I'm releasing a special episode. It's going to be called Last Week on the Road. And it's just a low-tech recording of this man, Patrick, and myself driving around in his car, talking about life, talking about death, talking about difficult upbringings, hate, loss, karma, forgiveness learning how to be funny, all while driving in the snow to get milkshakes. And uh, it's not going to be a particularly funny episode. There's some light moments, but it's a real deep kind of heavy conversation at points. And um, so only listen to it if, if you like, but I'll be releasing that later in the week as a little special bonus. I think I might do that occasionally when I'm on the road and I have interesting conversations. I'll try to record them and release them as last week on the roads. So hopefully you guys enjoy that and don't think it's a very strange departure because... It's different. It's just a conversation, man. And woman listening. It's Valentine's Day. You can't forget the women on Valentine's Day. Um, it's just a fact. Also, during that trip in Edmonton, um, we're going to be bringing up religion a lot during today's show. So I thought I would play for you a clip from one of my shows, actually. A very interesting interaction I had with a woman. I did a joke about heaven and hell. It's a very simple, benign joke. You'll hear the end of that joke now in a moment. And this woman in the crowd, apparently very religious, shouts something out to me. I had a pretty fun interaction with her, 
I thought it was worth playing for you. You guys could be there in Edmonton with me. So here's that clip. Hope you enjoy. Heaven's got to be open bar. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not. It's probably like every other gorgeous place on earth. Hard to get into, beautiful inside, drinks for $14. <laughs> Screw it, I'd rather go to hell. Two dollar draft beers. Damnation statement was that. I mean, I've lots of company. Everyone laughing at that joke. Joke, I mean. I don't know why I said joke. The devil put three words in your mouth. Are you a very religious person? Sure. And then, are you just one of your big goals to get to heaven? Isn't that what we all dream of? Not everybody. I don't think, like, I don't think like Tasmanian devils or Kobe Bryant or shit. Is. <laughs> For everybody. I mean, it'd be good to go there, but who knows what it's like when you go there? What if it's crowded? There's a lot of traffic in heaven. Everybody wants to go there their whole lives. Like, you ever been to like a vacation spot and everybody's like a big tourist spot? Like, there's a lot of people here. It's not quite as relaxing as I'd hope. But out of hell, maybe it's still people strolling around. It's hot, but you have a great tan. So that was a little sample of uh, my weekend in Edmonton and a lovely interaction with a lovely person in the crowd. A lot of fun crowds. Thank you so much for coming out to the comic strip. I appreciate that, guys. For those of you who could not make it there, um, I don't I told you next week I will, I will release a sample of my album, Live from the Vortex, recorded in Atlanta, produced by Margaret Cho. I will still do that next week, and that will be coming out soon, so look for it on iTunes. You'll, you'll, on Twitter, I'll announce it. It'll be coming out, um, coming out soon. Please get it when it does. You know what I'm saying? Um, speaking of Kobe Bryant, who I mentioned in that clip, uh, let's talk about sports for one quick moment, just continuing the saga, the story. I announced two weeks ago that I was switching from being a lifelong Laker fan for this one season to being a Clipper fan. People were in uproar. They were up in arms. They were very upset about this. They said, you can't be a turncoat like this. And I defended last week. I'm like, the players themselves don't give a shit. Well, proven, my point proven this last week, Rob Gronkowski dances the night away. Tight end for the Patriots who lost Super Bowl that night. Video of him on YouTube dancing shirtless. Like, not a care in the world. Happiest guy on the planet. Which proves my whole point. They don't give a shit. Bill Plaschke, Nelly Times, wrote a whole story about this. And here's a quote. Fans are very much identified with their teams, often more than athletes. And they take losses much harder, said Mark Schatz, Beverly Hills clinical psychologist who deals with both. Players have the security of their contracts. They have every narcissistic need met. They think this will last forever. So individual losses have much more meaning to fans. Here's a part of the story that blew my mind. In the 1998 playoffs, I didn't even know about this story. When the Lakers were in the process of being swept by the Utah Jazz, Nick Van Exel led the team in a post-practice chant that went one, two, three, Cancun. Given throwing the towel before the game even starts. Looking forward to their Mexico trip. So we're supposed to be tied to these teams when they don't even give a shit and can't wait to go on Mexican Riviera vacations? We need to be less tied to factions in this world, to teams, to provinces, to nations, to religions. To all these things that we act like they actually mean something substantive, they actually make a difference between us. 
put whatever meaning you want on things, but not that it makes you hate others. It makes no sense. Do what you want to do. Make sure you want to switch teams. You want to switch religions. Do whatever you want to do that makes you happy. Okay. There's no difference between people. So you want to play games. Fine. But if I want to switch team affiliations, move to another country, we need less nationalism in this world. We need less of these arbitrary lines. They're arbitrary lines, which are arbitrarily drawn lines. Can I repeat that same two, three words any other way? Sure. Linos arbitrarios. That's not even real Spanish, guys, but it sounded Spanish. White collar star Matt Bomer has revealed he's gay. Um, star of the show White Collar on USA, I believe. Also got a movie coming out. Um, he came out at a low key award ceremony this weekend. He said, quote, the rumors are true. I'm gay. He apparently is dating Hollywood agent Simon Halls. I'm sorry, but this is disgusting. Why would you date an agent? That is gross. I mean, congrats on coming out of the closet thing. It's awesome to have the freedom, but dating an agent, dude? Who are you? Who the hell are you? Um, the last week, so much has happened on this planet, and one thing that I think is probably most pressing on all of our minds is, I mean, it's a burning question. Is Nicolas Cage a vampire? Okay? There's this Civil War era picture been circulating around the internet for a long time now, and it's created a theory, a lot of people believe to their core, that he's a vampire, because the picture looks just like Nicolas Cage, and he's not aged at all. So how can Nicolas Cage be alive in the Civil War and then now and not have age at all. Well, he addressed this controversial issue on The Late Show with David Letterman. And here's that clip. The guy's theory is that the, you look exactly the same now, and therefore that makes you a vampire. Right. That's the theory. Yeah, That's except there's doing. a photograph of me, and you can't take pictures. This is you from uh, Moonstruck 1987. Now, look, I don't drink blood, and last time I looked in the mirror, I have a reflection. So I'm not going with his vampire theory. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, Methinks he doth protest a bit much there. So I'm now more convinced Nicolas Cage is a vampire. I'm not going to go with this theory. David Letterman, I mean, it doesn't even make any sense. Look at me, I'm here on your video camera. And also, I don't drink blood that you know of. And also, maybe there are vampire rules you're unaware of. Maybe we can have our photograph. <gasps> I've said too much. It's just David Letterman, I want to bite into your neck. It's your skin. So fuzzy and soft, like a peach. Ha <laughs> I want to bite your face off, David Letterman. Some I'm a vampiro, a vampire, if you will. So that's proven, I think. Uh, is it time for our guest? I think so. Let's welcome to Last Week on Earth, our guest for this episode. My guest today on Last Week on Earth, dear friend of mine. I might say that a lot, but it is not usually true. Usually, I don't give a shit about my guests. Today, it's good. This is on tape. A very dear friend of mine, Eliza Schlesinger, is here. Yay! Very Schlesinger. I know that. I said that on purpose to piss oh, yeah. you off. I wasn't sure. Actually, I always have. Whenever I 
look up your name because I look up your name all the time. Yeah. I'm always confused if it's I E or E I. You got to stop googling me. I have to. It's a problem. Big build for it. <laughs> too much Google. Um, you guys know Eliza, um, of course, as the as the winner, one of the winners of Last Comic Standing, first female winner, first. You were the youngest winner. Oh yeah. Uh, you're a, you're a trailblazer. This is for a show that's not on the air anymore. Yeah, but those because you blaze it so hard. I so I burned it. You burned the I burned shit the out of it. Yeah, yeah, you burned the bridge to nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then of course, currently the host of Excused, the thrilling dating program on on CBS. Peabody worthy. Peabody. It's not honestly. It's actually CBS Syndicate, so it's right. produced by CBS. But different channels across the country. Depends. Yeah. I only care about the production company. That's fine. I do too because that's the biggest part of it. Right. CBS. That's that's where you work. I work at CBS. So, first of all, what's more exciting for you, hosting this dating program or winning the last comic of Who's Standing up, up still? It's two different thrills. It's apples and oranges. Is it really? One is an is a, a big burst that kind of carries through, and then this is kind of picks up where that left off. So now that I've made a little way in my career, now I get to host this. Two different sure. things. Well, that's it. Well, okay. One's more exciting right off the bat. Dating show, though, I feel like maybe sometimes you're a little cynical to host a dating show. Is this a good fit for you? You know, I think with all comics, work is work. And fortunately for me, I have a road career. But, you know, it's someone comes up to you and say, do you want to be on TV five nights a week? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, even if you're a contestant eating it on Wipeout, the answer is yeah. yes. So we, the show was initially, you know, a dating show. And the, when I read this, the, the copy for the audition, I was like, ugh, I don't want to be here. I didn't want to be there for any of it. Right. And I didn't want to be there up until the first day of shooting. And then they were like, okay, you can just pretty much say what you want. And it, the show became this outlet for me to do a lot of crowd work without a crowd. Yeah. You- like, yeah. You're really funny on the show. You get there to you hammer these people. Yeah, and you get to say what you want. You know, you don't want to be mean. You would never call someone like fat or something that they really can't change. But it's a great – and everything is off the top of my head and it's one take. There's yeah. no like let's go right and come back. So it's it's fun and it's – I think people – no one's expecting it to be Arrested Development. You know, you know it's a dating show and I think it – exceed your expectations by a little bit, which is always good. Maybe that's why I was disappointed watching it. I kept – I'm like, where's Job? Job? Oh, from the – Where's Liza Minnelli? There, yeah. You have was, one errant piece of glitter on your face. You where realize? is it? Right there. Must be from last night. Really? What happened last night? Oh, you don't know what I did? No. They have the first annual Golden Collar Awards. Martin Scorsese made a big deal that the dog from Hugo wasn't nominated for anything or recognized for anything. Uh-huh. So they had an Oscars for dogs. So all the dogs from like – it's for TV and film. So like from Modern Family, that bulldog was there and – young adult and the dog from the artist and all these dogs were there and i went and did stand up to open it and i got to bring blanche, you bring which is blanche? Why she's wearing a purple bow because i had a purple dress oh cute and i brought her on the red carpet and it was like my hollywood moment i was in a mini dress on a red carpet with a dog the moment was about the dog lies not about you i know and they were people were taking pictures of her no one knew who i was and that was fine <laughs> blanche so we and then they gave us a gift bag of like dog stuff and I guess when I let, went out the rest of the night, I didn't put it up high enough. She found the gift bag, opened it up, ate all the treats. Oh, it was like two, maybe like a pound worth of treats, and then crapped herself this morning. Oh, good. All over the front. Oh, I'm glad she's on my couch. That's now. why she's so she's okay now. She's That's okay why now. She's so out of it. I'm always impressed by the by, by the amazing tightness of a dog's ass, and I don't mean that sexually weird. I don't mean that to sound as weird as it does. It can't not sound that weird. But my point is, how they don't have to wipe ever. They're just ready to roll. They can hop right on the couch and they're ready to roll. I think if your stool is solid enough, then you wouldn't need to wipe either. It's just I mean, very, it's like, such compact. a dream. It's a dream come true because who likes that whole part of it? It's like God. Yeah. 
That's what I think whenever someone's like, hey, do you have any toilet paper? It's like, I know what you're doing with it. And you don't have a really strong stool, do you? Yeah. You dirty son of a bitch. I eat Activia. <laughs> I'm not eating. Jamie Lee Curtis' career took an unexpected dive. Again, it? she probably got paid like $3 million to I do that. I think that one's not worth a dating show, yes. Poop, poop <laughs> yogurt commercial. I take it personally now. She was kind of a sex symbol in a certain way. She was a funny sex symbol. Yeah, and but she became poop yogurt. But she never has to say poop. I think that was in the contract. She's like, it Thank keeps God. you going. You feel good inside. <laughs> and have you seen the diagram? They show like these little gray balls and the activity coming after it. Like that's your poop. Oh, they keep it very classy. They really do. That's <laughs> nice of them to do that. Yeah. Um, you are not only a very funny comedian, touring Sam comedian, champion comedian. Yeah. But you're a very attractive woman. You have been featured. Like, for example, you were one of G4's MySpace Girls of the Week. did you, like, look up my bio? Would you Wikipedia me this I know every fact about you, okay? (laughs) I was. I was MySpace Girl of the Week. I was, I think they did top ten women in comedy. They do, like, these lists. Yeah. I'm one of the only girls I think that they have access to that isn't like a Maxim model. So they're like, well, she's funny. We'll put her in there. Because every other girl is like, I like tech and I've got bikinis. So I like to bring it down to a normal level. But like, what's it like though for you? Because I know sometimes you, you battle against being an attractive woman and doing stand up. Like, I always try to encourage you to dress sexier on I know it's like this on mission stage. of yours. Absolutely not. You won't do it. But then sometimes you do for TV appearances. Last Comic Standing says put on some heels and a, and a dress and you do it. Yeah. They didn't say I was my choice and I'll tell you why. When you, come into an audience in a city, even though they're there to see you, it's still, you know, you want to be comfortable every day. I wear jeans. I'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of person. You mm-hmm. see me, you see me right now. This is my pajama top. Well, you're wearing very short cut off. Cause my, cause I got a spray right tan. Now. So I want to take advantage of the spray tan while you're practically I still not tan. wearing pants. It's fine. I have short legs. No one It's not sexual. <laughs> uh, when you are going to a comedy club locally or you're touring, you, even though they're there to see you, there's still a hurdle of, okay. Cause some people aren't there to see you. They just came and there's still that hurdle of, you know, you got to get them on your side and dressing up and making the women feel bad in the audience or distracting the men, which will happen. Any kind of woman that dresses up, it's just putting another hurdle in the way of you getting to the jokes. And I want them to listen to my jokes because I'm not one of those girls that gets up there and tells dick jokes the whole time. But you don't think if your first joke was just a knockout joke and 30 seconds in they're laughing, they're going to forget they can't. You, you I also don't, just look nicer. But I don't want I don't want you like I put on makeup and I look decent, but I don't want it's not about the sex and I don't want you drifting off and thinking about it. I don't want you for a second being like, Oh, is her boob going to fall out? Like it can't be about that. And when you're on TV, it's a little different because you've earned your way to that TV spot. So you can take the luxury of dressing a little bit nicer because you know, the audience is already there watching you. And I, there's, I don't have to make the audience at home comfortable because I can't see them. So it's one of the few times where you're afforded the luxury of getting to dress up. So it's just about how it affects your psychology then. Yeah, everything is. But I think you're saying it's about the crowd and whether they're going to be focused. If it's not about that, if they're going to be focused on TV, it's just about whether you're going to be able to get over the mental hurdle. It's about me being comfortable. I'm comfortable in jeans and a t-shirt. So I also think that you should be who you are. I think it's weird when comics... Uh, when a girl's one way on stage and then she gets up there and then she's a totally, even guys do a totally other person or they talk differently or right. something like that. And that's an extension, an exacerbation, if you will, of who you are. And so if I wear jeans and a t-shirt normally, that's how I am on stage. Uh, and when you're on TV, you want to look just a little bit nicer right? just because it is television. I um, do grant you some of the horrible towns in this country we have to visit doing stand-up. You wouldn't want to be in a short little dress no. after there in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Or I some, don't want, yeah. Over your girl. Yeah, you got, you're pretty. 
You don't want that. You Even got any night, boys around I could hook yeah. up with? And guys get creepy. I've had creepy, horrible things involving weapons. Like guys, what? yeah, involving weapons. Yeah, some guy had like a buck knife, and he was like, "I'd like to talk to you." And I was like, "We're not gonna talk." He was holding a buck knife yeah. in his hand. Thanks, Texas. Yeah. Wow, you're from Texas. I know. That's not a way Austin. to treat you for your homecoming. I agree. You're from Austin. You're no, from Dallas. No, he was in Austin. I'm from Austin's Dallas. a much more progressive I town than most of Texas. Want to hear? You don't like Austin? I've explained this. I was in San Antonio last week. Austin. Austin and Dallas. Dallas is the sister that grew up, got a good job at like a dentist office, lives in a, like a decent home in middle, like upper middle class. Austin's like the really hot sister that ran off to like join a street band and is just, oh, everyone, <laughs> like, she's so pretty and everyone loves her. And Dallas like, but I did everything by the book and I'm, I made money. And, and every Christmas you send Austin like a package of like toothpaste and floss just to hope that she's eating right. Cause she's so pretty. It's such a waste. Well, spoken by a true Texan there because I love Austin, Texas. It's fine. It's a lovely town. I love all Dallas. The, all the bats. They have millions of bats every day that fly off the bridge. Yeah, who doesn't love bats? <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of a virtue is that? Uh, big news week last week, Eliza. Yeah. Um, let's let's start. I really want you and I to tackle right off the bat um, as a as a duo. One of the most pressing stories of the week, and it, <laughs> and, and it's hard to cover it because it's it, it reverberates. But okay. Miley Cyrus has a new Bob hairdo. Uh oh. Um, I'll repeat that for everybody listening at home. Miley Cyrus has a new hairdo. Um, no one's going to be listening to you for the next 10 minutes because they're going to be off Googling. That's right. It's very important. Well, it's okay because they can hear and look at the same time. It's just a photo, but she looks a lot more mature. She looks a lot more grown up, little Jennifer Aniston-ish when she got her How cut. short is the bob? Is it a sem- is it a full-on bob or is it a grown-out bob? It's pretty short. I mean, let's see if I can pull a picture for you real quick. Miley, I'm just going to put in the words Miley Cyrus bob and hopefully it comes right up because... Cyrus Bob. Some transvestite that makes his job, his career as Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Miley Cyrus Bob. He comes right up. Here it is. Boom. What do you think? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's not a full Bob. It's like a longer Bob. Here's my thing. Yeah. About hair. Uh, it's, it can completely stop your career. Uh, the girl that played Felicity, remember she cut off all of her hair oh, and, yeah. her, and then the show kind of, what eh. a dumb idiot. Well, men like long hair because men like it when women look like horses. But <laughs> is that your theory? Yeah. No, but uh, then you have women like uh, not Bridget Bardot. Um. Oh gosh, from oh, Britney Spears. No, 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 no. From oh my god, she's super famous. Not Snooki. Mich- no, you have Michelle Williams, and then you have uh, what Mia Farrow. She had her hair like some people are trendsetters with short hair. Miley Cyrus. That's a more adult look. But she's trying to age herself up. But then she took to her Twitter. She's nineteen. Took her Twitter and said, and I quote, "Got another haircut. You likey." I don't care, E. How's that? <laughs> you got a haircut, you got a haircut. It's not like she didn't... That's the length of her hair, probably. She obviously had extensions before. Well, yeah. That's, uh, no, she said she cut five inches. She said she cut five inches out of her... I still her... have extensions and still cut five inches. Do you wear extensions? Yeah, I am you on do? TV. Yeah. You wear extensions? My hair's just growing. Like that. That's, that's not your natural hair right there? That is, right? It's really mine. Well, that's very long. Oh, that, that's an extension of your own hair? Put into your own hair? Who knows? I, I wear mean, it on stage because I feel you should be an extension of yourself. <laughs> Pun intended. I can't tell you about my... If you can't tell, then I can't tell. That looks like real hair, but I don't know shit. It is real hair. No boys know. That's the beauty of it. I can't tell the difference between anything fake and real. I know. I know the difference between real hair, real boobs, you, real eyelashes. I don't know the difference between anything on a girl. I just take it as it comes, and I'm happy I say thank you. Yeah, you say thank you. My hair is... It's there. But an online poll, people are very supporting... Very supportive of Miley Cyrus's new do. 70.73%. It's scientific. 
Love it. Of the five people last, 70.7 yeah, people. That's right. It's a cute, it's a cute haircut. It's not like outrageous or anything. It's fine. 29.27% say leave it. She's trying too hard to look mature, not working. I disagree with those people. I think those 29% are assholes who don't know anything about anything. I just, who gives a shit about Miley Cyrus? Oh, to be honest. Let's move on then. Okay. <laughs> Sean Hannity last week said that Obama did not want to kill bin Laden. Um, Ooh, yeah. we don't know if he did. Well, the whole thing was his idea. We have audio to play and then we'll comment of on this. Of him dying? Of <laughs> exclusive audio. Bin okay. Laden, his last word was, holy Jesus. Really? He turned Christian at the very end. Did you make that in your, in your bathroom? Uh-huh. Did you make that clip? I did. Where'd you get this audio? No, it's not actually. You just made up the. I was playing along with you. So oh, I, I thought you were being. Serious. I don't really have audio of Bin Laden being murdered. I like, I have how audio, did you get that? I have audio of. Yeah, I just, I just found it. I woke up Amazing and it was near journalism. my bed, on my pillow, bloody. She was still crying. <laughs> uh, here's the audio okay. of 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 Sean Hannity being a dick, like always. Here's what they have. They've got a bad economy. They've got $5 trillion in debt. Uh, I think they've got a foreign policy that has shown a lot of weakness. I know the president will say, well, we got bin Laden, putting that aside. And the public gives him credit for that. They do. The public does give him credit for it. But it wouldn't have happened if he had his way. And I think that can be proven as well on tapes. What the F is this moron talking about? Well, you hate conservatives. You don't think you agree with this? You think that Obama did not want to kill bin Laden? I don't think that. He just saying. orchestrated the whole raid. I agree. I was just saying that you don't like conservatives. I don't. I do, I do not dislike anybody. I don't dislike conservatives. Pretty liberal. I'm pretty liberal, but I don't dislike conservatives. I dislike people that do not keep an open mind to. I think he's trying to. He's fear mongering and he's trying he's to create a conspiracy theory. And they do give him credit for that. Well, yeah, he's the one that did it. Of course. Like, mm-hmm. like, how can you have such partisanship that you don't even give somebody credit for the most obvious black and white thing they did how does he back it up like what does he substantiate it with he said he has tape but this isn't producing any tape just like know. you said you had tape yeah no we're, tape. we're both tape liars tape. we're both making up the fact that we have tape sex, sex lies uh sex lies great great movie with laura san giacomo andy mcdowell and james mm-hmm. bader and oh yeah and, <laughs> i was about to say and andy mcdowell <laughs> and andy <laughs> mcdowell uh that's ridiculous that's just something that a conservative would say to get people, especially around election time, to hate Obama. Whether he wanted to or not, the guy's dead. So good yeah. job, Obama. You're kind of conservative, aren't you? I think fiscally. That's about it. You're chewing gum, aren't you? Mm-mm. Give me your gum. Spit it in my hand. Thank you. Okay, now I have your gum in my hand. I don't know why I chose to do it so close to the microphone. I didn't think it out well. Now I have your gum in my hand. I feel really the, weird. Put in your jazz paper. <laughs> Right. Uh, it's a ridiculous thing to say. I'm going to sell this, by the way, to the anybody interested. I have a piece of Liza Schlesinger's uh, saliva. can clone my act. We can clone her act. <laughs> I will sell you her extensions on eBay and her no, used gum wad. Staying in. Uh, I think that that's it's hate slinging, and it's obviously he's doing it right now, hoping that people that are stupid will be like, well, there's a reason not to vote for Obama again. He didn't want Osama dead. He obviously did, and that's ridiculous. It's just, that's stupid. Yeah, and then this week got even more controversial. Rick Santorum got into the fray when he said about the prospect of women being moved to closer to the front lines of military combat. Rick Santorum said he doesn't think it's a good idea because women have other types of emotions. Do you think women? Uh, okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't think women should necessarily be on the front lines all the time. At the end of the day... Men are stronger than women. Obviously, yeah. I'm stronger right. than a lot of the comics that we work with because they're small, like well, nerdy. True. But 
in general, skinny alt comics doesn't yeah. count. No, it doesn't. In general, men are just stronger than women. They're tougher than women. They have different. Hipsters should not be allowed on the front lines either. Hipsters should be allowed on the front lines. Well, yeah, Let's just do to get the rid infantry of, of all hipsters. Just to get rid of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, can you imagine they're like, listen, I'm not going to shoot unless uh, everybody starts doing it, then I'll do it. Friendly fire, so ironic. <laughs> uh, I don't think women should be. I mean, there's obviously different tactical decisions to be made and if it may be a woman could be just as good as disarming a bomb as a guy but in terms of hand-to-hand combat men are just stronger and that is not an insult that is the way it is the emotion thing it's a bit derogatory but women do have different kinds of emotions and i wonder if man versus woman if it's like you need to kill this person whoever it is person x i wonder if all things being equal who would hesitate because that hesitation can get you killed so i don't the the emotion thing i'd like to explore and i think that's it, again, it's insulting, but... I just think maybe we should not have women on the front lines if we're attacking a handsome country. Well, where's a handsome country besides us? We're the most handsome. Italy, or... If we ever attack Italy, you're not into Italian They are handsome. There's Italian, then there's American Italian. Come on, Eliza, you don't want a little bit of this, American huh? Italian is hot. Italian Italian is... Let me have uncircumcised penis. Let's do it. <laughs> right now, let me prove myself against you. Yeah. Uh, women sh- It's... Italian men are in- intense. Oh, yeah. I was in Italy one time and they were like outside the window of the women sitting in the, staying in the room next to us, just screaming at them all night. Please yeah. come down and play with a penis. Please. They, they were screaming in English? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting. It took- I think they were screaming in Italian. I translated. I think it sounded like, you heard Please that. Please come down and play with a penis. <laughs> and I just put it together. Like, I'll be down. I'll be right down. It took a couple generations of American mixing with Italian blood to kind of quell that sexual desire because now we have a modern-day Guido because they're not like that over there. If you look at, like, an Italian guy with all of his machismo and then an American-Italian, it's somewhat a couple degrees removed, and it's kind yeah, of— Yeah, not the Jersey Shore they're, they're First of all, some of those people aren't really even Italian. Italian. I know. It's girl's true. Irish. The fat one is Chilean. <laughs> Which one's the fat one? Are they Who's all the fat ones? Yeah, Snooky. She's not Italian. Snooky's the little miniature trolley one. I can't even. We had one of the girls from the show on Excused. Really? We had Ange, uh, Angelina. Oh, everybody's favorite from the Jersey Shore, Angelina? Yeah, the girl that left the show two years ago and won't stop talking about it. And awesome. she still can't wait to get on TV and hook up. That's all she wants to do. Oh, they, put, they paired her with this Guido from like Detroit, and she was unimpressed. And it was I had to interview her. And if you just look at my face the whole time, I'm like, what was it like being on the Jersey Shore? <laughs> like, it would be like Gore Vidal interviewing Britney Spears. Like, nobody cared. <laughs> no. That's hilarious. I like He's a Guido from Vidal. Detroit. He's like, I'd love to put you in my Mustang right now and take you back, but a car would be Mustang, no, no. It would be a Chrysler. What do they make there? Right. Chrysler. Well, the cars are coming back there. They're, it's a big thing. It's a big campaign. Visit Detroit. Yeah, the Go big on. Clint Eastwood commercial during the Super Bowl. We that told us good. we're back. Which, by the way, as a quick side note, I was trying to find who said this on Twitter. And I couldn't find it. I apologize. But one of my listeners um, said that her dog couldn't stand my Clint Eastwood impression last week. Let me hear it. Every time I would do it, the dog would bark ferociously, ferociously yeah. at the laptop. Because it's halftime, America. And we're coming back. It's good. Your dog doesn't mind. Your dog's asleep. She doesn't mind anything. That it's not good. good. No, it's not a good impression. Between but it scared the dog. Their fledgling automotive industry, which is making its way, and the amount of voiceover work that Tim Allen gets. Oh, it's amazing. He's single-handedly reviving their economy. Also, Jeff Bridges has a lot of voiceover yeah. work. Yeah. Is voice he is from everywhere. Detroit? No, I don't think so. Well, that's not that's not, that's not on the topic. Then. Sorry, I'm it's so all sorry. about Detroit people. I asked my listeners if they should if they could chime in as to whether or not women should serve on the front lines or not, and we have some differing opinions. 
the big Mokeski says equality for women means serving on the front lines and golfing from the men's tees. Good with the bad, ladies. Good with the bad. Okay. Kaiser Soze at Trat T.R. Tatman says no, but if they want to serve this country in that way and have proven themselves qualified to do so, who am I to deny them that right? That's what I'm saying. If you if you take an aptitude test or something, if you can lift as much as the guy next to you, and you remember in G.I. Jane, they had to give her like the extra stool and she wanted to do it all herself. Yeah. If you can, if all things being equal, because in this is war and the guy that's about to kill you doesn't care that you're a woman. So if you can pass the test with flying colors, whatever kind of test they take for strength and endurance, if you can do it just like the guy's great. But in general, women just aren't, physically designed to have the same strength that men do. But they, they do have guns aren't. now. It's not really hand-to-hand combat But there days. is hand-to-hand combat, and those front lines are going in infiltrating. How do you think ever punching these days in, the, in war? But it's not, I'm pretty it's, sure it's all grenades and guns. But it's going in into a building where there's a threat. Well, it's just running. People. Women can run. Not as fast as some men. I'm not saying women are inferior or anything like that. I'm just saying, you're like, just saying they're not as good. If you and I were to arm wrestle right now, you would beat me, even That's if I true. worked out every day. That's true, and I haven't worked out in months. That's my point. So... I think women can make, I think women can do a lot of things. I just, women aren't as strong as men. Deal with it. On the flip side, at Milnick on Twitter said, well, he's a dick. I think it's, it's, it's a woman. It's Nicole Miller. Oh, I don't know who it is. And she the said, shoes? Like the designer? Oh, yeah. Is I'm it really? I'm followed by all the big ones. Is it really the designer? Um, probably. I'm guessing. Probably not. I don't know. Just because you don't wear Nicole Miller. I sometimes do. Really? You don't know my private life. I don't. You and I have drifted apart lately. I was in here once very late one night, but that's it. That's true. But, you know. You ran away and you saw how filthy my apartment was. Uh, it's, it's, uh, at Milnick says, have you ever seen us get mad? We're doing our enemies a disservice by not exposing them to furious women that are trained to kill. I will say that most of the Middle Eastern world, they are scared of women and that is why they have them on lockdown. Right? Uh, but they might be scared just to even see a woman running. They'll be like, I've never seen a woman with that with her face exposed. They might blow themselves up. Or, or, or rape her. True. Uh, I think that. God forbid. I think it's all cute to make those jokes like, "Oh, you're a steamy panda thing." I get crazy, yeah. But you know what's even crazier? Five dudes raping you in the street and hitting you with rocks. So that, that is. I, I, I'm not going to argue that statement. It sucks. <laughs> oh my god. We've been you out on the front lines. That's what I think. <laughs> and I say that because I don't want to get drafted and go. Speaking of the Middle East, Ahmadinejad making spooky statements this week says that announced to his country major achievements to the nuclear field will be announced in the next few days. Okay. <laughs> everyone everyone has it. yellow cake uranium. Everyone's got, oh, we all have weapons. We've all got, yeah, okay, let's see it. You don't buy it. You don't think they're that close to nuclear weapons. What's an announcement? He's going to tweet something? What's his announcement? He's going to tweet. That maybe they have stronger facilities that are on the way to somewhat in some time in the future being something. Okay, so what are you gonna do? You're gonna launch something at us, so we launch one right back. Yeah, they're nothing yeah, gonna happen. Mutually assured destruction is the only thing that makes me feel safe in this world. Isn't that weird? And you know, as we talked it's last such an week, an indie comic thing to say. <laughs> mutually assured destruction is the only thing that makes me feel safe in this world. Put me on the front lines. How's my goatee? Do you like it? <laughs> um, and then you fix your shorts. Fix whatever you gotta do. I'm done. I'm just very distracted now. Um, what was I going to say about things? Oh, oh, right. So then, you know, we've been talking for the last couple of weeks on the podcast about how Iran's really getting closer, apparently, to developing the shit. And the U.S. and Israel are disagreeing as to when they might attack the nuclear facilities. In I thought Israel was going to attack. Wasn't that the thing? Israel's going to. Big uproar this week. Facebook page launched. Israelis are begging Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu, begging him. To hold off on attacking Iran until Madonna performs May 29th. Is she performing there? Oh, yeah. And they're big Madonna fans. 
and they do not – in the past, it already happened. During the second Lebanon war, Israel against Lebanon, Depeche Mode had to cancel. And, and the country doesn't want to go through that again. Right. Well – do you think that the it's country horrible. should wait until Madonna? Is this Madonna, for real? This I can't is 100% tell. fact. Madonna's coming to perform in Israel. Oh, yeah. And there's Why are you shocked by that fact? No, I'm I've not. I've been to Israel many times. I'm not. I'm not shocked. I was verifying that's what you were saying. Yeah. But it's, she's it's verified. Into, she's a Kabbalist and... Uh, yeah, it makes it's a perfect fit for her to be there. I don't see what them attacking... I mean, well, their whole everybody in their country is in the army, so I guess that kind of puts a wrench well, in Well, and they're just afraid Madonna's going to cancel if, the, if we start attack If Israel attacks the nuclear Isn't facility... That just, but doesn't that show that there's a glimmer of hope that there is happiness and peace in this world? Like, if we're willing to postpone killing millions of people because Madonna is coming, maybe yeah. we just postpone it all together. I side with Israel, but... I but don't then they postpone it all together... Iran, Iran gets nuclear weapons and destroys Israel. No, we'll and have then, Miley Cyrus with a new Bob coming to Iran. Maybe we'll just keep postponing oh, yeah, because of different just, singers. Yeah. Move to Super Bowl can, to Iran. That's an idea. That's an idea. That's what we'll do. Well, see, Start a Facebook group. Here's the thing. is like that These Facebook groups that spring up, they're, they're not without reason because, yes, on the one side, you want to stop this, this scary power from developing nuclear weapons, which could destroy your nation. On the other hand, Madonna wrote, Lucky Star. Right. Borderline. Yeah. Uh, like a Israelis virgin. know about borderlines. <laughs> very true. They're like borderline is touchy subject, but the rest of them we are very excited and for Madonna. Hardcore Muslims know about like a virgin, so yeah, yeah, they do. Why doesn't she just perform in the middle and everyone could come in? Oh, that's a sweet idea. Right on the Gaza Strip, and then MIA could flow down and flick everybody off. What Fuck all a, y'all. What a bitch. Right. This is our Super Bowl, and there's families watching, and she has the stage presence of a paper bag, and she's like, oh, yeah. middle finger. It's like, first of all, it's not edgy. It's inappropriate. Yeah. No one else was doing it. Go get pregnant again and sing one song. <laughs> you know, paper True. Points. And it wasn't even a nice titty. If you're going to be controversial during a Super Bowl, give us some sex appeal. Don't just flick us off. Who cares? It's not right. First of all, I... As far as the Madonna thing, which I'm sure you've already discussed, so ad nauseum on every podcast, yeah. so I don't want to. But she did a great job. Some of the moves were a little like, all right, it's enough with the pelvic thrusting. It's a little unhunch your back. <laughs> but she did a great job, and her new song is not good, but everything else was great. Her yeah. new song's terrible. Her new song is terrible. I could have made that. As is um, another new horrible song is uh, Nicki Minaj, the one she performed on the Grammys. <sighs> This was a big controversy because it was this big religious theme performance. She recreates an exorcism, yeah. had a pope walking with her on the red carpet. The most offensive part to me is the song is shit. The song is pretty. Take a vacation, Yeah, that's exactly. That's better than it sounds. I got. I was very on board with Nicki Minaj. I bought some of her songs. Very poppy, very fun. I'm not interested in your bipolar alter egos. Yeah. And her raps, as of late, everything is just one word over and over and over. These are not words. These are not rhyming. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, just because you're like earn your keep, do something else. That is hilarious. And it seems like her and Katy Perry and Lady Gaga are just all trying to out weird each other. They are. Katy Perry is a pretty girl with a great body. What was that outfit with that green frizzed out hair? Like, what are you doing? She did not look good. She was angry. She was lashing out against Russell Brand. The the divorce is finalized, and she was pissed. I gave you my virginity? Ugh. No, she was pleased. She was a virgin when she met Russell Brand the way I was a virgin when I met Russell Brand. (laughs) All right? Both of us were not virgins when we met Russell Brand. The Nicki Minaj thing, I'm not Catholic. If I were, I'd be like, it was such a superfluous stab at the Catholic Church, like, out of nowhere like there hasn't been any scandal for a little like it just seemed if i were catholic i'd be like really like give me a break you're not even maybe she's catholic well i just feel like the catholic church has made enough you know 
allowances for bad behavior, they should allow music performances. When you're being co, when you're, uh, you know, you know, you're, 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 what's the word for it? When you're like allowing something, but not being aware, not acknowledging it, but cognitive dissonance. No, you're like, yeah, you're kind of cognitive dissonance, dissonance, but you're just kind of, you're, you're allowing behavior looking the other way. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a word. Yeah. Some people could tweet it. Tolerating? To me. Tag last week on earth on iTunes. Tell me. Yeah, whatever. You're not okay, tolerating. I get what you're, you're saying. You're like, you're, uh, implicitly apathetic ambivalent yeah all those words basically when you allow the abuse of all these kids and you don't stamp that out immediately you say we'll just shift the priests around and shit right you can allow Nicki minaj to okay i see what you're saying to to do a magic show at the grammys i guess if her song was good because madonna you know she had she has a lot of uh religious influence in her music and iconography and stuff like that but Nicki minaj her song was bad and that whole roman thing is just weird like you're not it's just, it's just weird. And we take someone like Lady Gaga, who I think is very talented, whether Madonna called her reductive or not. Right. I, I think she's got a great voice. She's theatrical. She's an amazing performer. She's fun. Nicki Minaj is like, what do you, what is that dress? Is Hello Kitty. What are you wearing? What is that? <laughs> what are you doing? And she doesn't sing. She raps. And yeah. the raps aren't even profound. Like there's and, nothing interesting about it. Well, some of her rap flows are pretty good, but, but. I agree with some of the new ones aren't, but to your point about all them sitting there in the crowd with these ridiculous outfits, like every time they cut to Gaga in the word show, I just can't wait to one time she's just like not in character. She's like clearly like looks, feels stupid about it. She's like, do you know how hot it is under that veil? That's so you wear a veil stupid. at the Staples Center. And it's like, once you've been meat dress and then now you're just wearing a veil, it's like, what is can't top it? You can't top a meat dress and an egg. But because that is her character, I guess I, Nicki Minaj has gotten progressively weirder. Lady Gaga came out punching with weirdness. Yeah, she did. So you set a standard. Yeah. Do you think she'll be able to continue it? She's going to get just like crazy fucking weird. She'll have like egg salad falling out of her like purse yeah. and shit. <laughs> like my she- grandma. <laughs> it's falling out. <laughs> I think that Lady Gaga, if she also likes fashion, I don't. I think it's designed to make people look stupid. So she's for her art and fashion are hand in hand. So that's her thing. And then Chris Brown performed at the Grammys on the Agro Crag from Nickelodeon. On the what? The Agro Crag. He was on like that Cubert thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. That brings back members I don't even have. No, no, no. The performance was okay. I like him and I like his songs. Really? Are you okay with him being allowed to perform again? On the Grammys? He's got, look, he said sorry. Like, it's not he okay didn't to didn't really a woman. say sorry, and then he like flipped out a Good Morning America and threw chairs through windows because they asked him about it. Uh, can I be honest? Yeah. It's not okay to do that. As someone, when you have one big thing that sort of mars or marks your career, so for him it's hitting Rihanna. Yeah. For me, I have like last comic standing. There does come a point. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll explain it to you. There comes a point. I said Mars. No, I said Mars it. or Mark. So for him yeah. it was marred by the hitting. For me, my yeah. career, when I go to an interview and I get these innocuous questions like, what was it like winning? There comes a point where you're like, it fucking burned when I peed for a week. What do you think it was like? Like, put some emotion into this. And for him, it's a very bad memory. Like, mine's a good memory, but yeah. it gets boring. And for him, it's a bad memory. And it's like, but he's done his time. The world's different. So maybe you get asked the questions that might be annoying. You still haven't thrown a chair through a wall. Not, when not you've from an interview. a woman, you should take the questions like a man and realize you still have to eat a lot of humble pie before you're allowed to finish your dessert. That's true, but I guess the I guess my question is you're supposed to eat humble pie and he's got a restraining order that he respects and he has his court whatever fines he had to pay and classes he had to go to and he doesn't talk to her anymore and he just went back and worked on his music at what point do we allow him to now be an artist again? But they do talk a little bit on Twitter. They're kind of communicating. They're both at this award show. I'm sure well, they talk. And then she deserves, she's fucking annoying. And I she get why he beat the shit very, out of her. Oh my God. There, there's your answer. Now you got your Wow. Sound I mean, I thought it was amazing when just three years ago at the award show, 
you know, the, the night of the award show, I was at the Grammys and he beat her up and they both had to cancel the, the performances. He's allowed back. He hits the stage. Why does, first of all, why does he have to hit everything? I'd like yeah. to know. Hits the stage twice. He got two performances. That is some bullshit. He's a good perf- I mean, I have a theory a that in this country, if you're a singer, we forgive certain things. If you're a good dancer, we allow everything. We forgive a lot. If, if you can dance well, because dancing is very, maybe we can't picture someone's body taking unpleasant shapes. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, uh, we don't like fat people. As long as you don't piss off the Jews, you're okay. <laughs> this guy beat a woman with if an adventure. If he beat up a life. Jew, he would be in big trouble. Mel Gibson said one thing drunk, and it was like, you're done. It's, Get him out of here. Yeah, this is very true. It's, I mean, it's pretty absurd that, I mean, okay. It all started with, with Michael Jackson. Once we allowed dancers to have horrible behavior, all of his shadiness with horrible actions around young children, and we're like, but he dances great. But Maybe I do- we wouldn't have the moonwalk if it weren't for him doing things with kids. Yeah, I what think people turned on the him. Moonwalk? What if you thought of the moonwalk while backing out of children's rooms? Or children's butts. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, I First of all, Michael Jackson, everyone turned on him. I think part of his demise was, can be attributed to the fact that America turned on him after that. We didn't really forgive him. Uh, we still loved him. People, everyone had a Michael like Jackson like the queen joke. died when he died for No, months. I know. But before that, up till then, people hated him. And people yeah. were shitty to him. And I always felt bad about that. But even prior to singers, you have uh, politicians. You have Ted Kennedy, who killed a woman. And yeah. we just let that go. Like People just let things go. Yeah, but I uh, didn't mean it. While she drowned peacefully. <laughs> that was like Tommy from the comments. That was amazing. Like that. He didn't call the police for like 18 hours. They didn't hours. have CPR back then either, I don't think. They didn't have CPR back then? In like the 50s or 60s? I don't well, I feel like it came around. I don't think CPR works once you've been drowned for so 16 hours. So his point was I can't even bother to save her because I don't even know the recourse once. I tried to go into the future and learn CPR, then get back to. in my DeLorean to the crime scene. Did you know they allow women on the front lines in the future? <laughs> uh, um, speaking of icons who passed away, it's probably an appropriate time to talk about Whitney Houston for a minute. Oh. Um, Whitney Houston passed away. Very, very sad story. So sad. It hit me hard. How, how do you feel about this? I mean, when someone, when a celebrity passes away yeah. that you grew up with, like I didn't go to a Whitney Houston concert or anything like that, but you, it isn't until they pass away that you realize how much they touched your lives. Yeah. The Michael Jackson thing, I had obvious, I was a huge fan. I well, never made a bad joke. He, I loved him. He touched lives in the wrong way. Yes. But Whitney Houston, I thought about it like I did two talent show dances to Queen really? of the Night and I bought her the bodyguard soundtrack on tape and my friends and I used to sing to it like yeah this is like obviously in elementary school but you don't think about that stuff and then you're like oh my god that was a big part of your growing up your pop culture growing up in America you know mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate it didn't have to end that way Bobby Brown is a colossal loser what an ass. He still did his show that night. He needed to eat. <laughs> he still did that show that night. What did he do? Like a, a particularly emotional version of humping around? Look, when the Hyatt Birmingham books you for a gig, <laughs> you go. Oh my God. Like, yeah, Whitney passing is such a sad story. I, I just wish the news would cover it. They're ignoring this story. No, they're not. They're all parked I'm, outside. I'm kidding. Oh. They're covering it wall I'm to terrible wall. Terrible with humor. <laughs> How did you win a contest? What on earth? I can. Produce the humor. I have very, I have a hard time like interpreting it. <laughs> There's something wrong with my switchboard. Um, yeah, this is actually one of the first times I've been okay with the flood of coverage because I think it actually shows and kind of coalesces and coagulates like the nation together as one as one liquid sort of kind of shows we're all connected in a certain way. And like I don't know. I think it also is like the when. When the cable news networks cover incessantly these celebrity deaths, I think they're tacitly admitting we're not news. We're National gossip. 
And at least when they covered stories like that incessantly, they're not being gossiped while poisoning our politics for those three days, four days, five days. Okay. Does that make any sense? I mean, yeah, but I think, so you're saying they're like, we're not gossip, but when it's a big legit story. No, they are gossip. I think yeah. they're gossip all the time. Well, they just hide it better during the news cycle because they make it sound like, oh, it's national security for us to drum up as though, you know, there's real, like we'll get to in a minute. We'll talk about the Obama birth control legislation controversy, but I mean, I just think it, at least finally, it's when they step up and say, we realize that we're just here to play to your emotions. We're here to pull heartstrings. Yeah, well, the news is never good. But also, we live in Hollywood, so they're, I mean, they're not going to have as much coverage in, like, Akron because, a, a, they don't have the access to it, and, B, they have, like, their local news. So when you live in a major city, you have an obligation to pull the heartstrings, report on the local stuff, do the national stuff, because our local stuff is national news. Yeah. Four or five closing impacted a lot of people in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> but it's just, it's just a different in, in this bubble. Where are you going? And then th- this is something too. I posted this clip on Twitter too. But if I could share a personal story about Whitney Houston, it, it was so sh- shocking to me. Almost one year to the day before I she saw died. Clip. I you saw the clip? It was so self-promoting and funny. Really? Whitney Houston died. Here's a clip of me with her. What do you mean self-promoting? Because <laughs> that was the only personal angle I have on the story. It's what am your I gonna, Twitter. You should do it. I what am I going to post again? A clip of of, of of first thing. I will always love you. Everybody's doing that. If you can't see how funny that is, then I have to leave. I don't understand what you're saying. What's funny about it? That's the unique thing. At the same hotel where she died, the same party she was going to be at that night. Mm-hmm. I interviewed her one year, almost to the day, by off by one day. So you killed. Her. I shouldn't share. I killed her. Right. I shouldn't share that. No, clip. you should. There's actually no other appropriate time to do it. It's one of the things where it's like it's so fitting and it's so perfect. But anytime, even when I do Twitter, people are like you're just promoting yourself. You're like, fuck yeah, it's my Twitter. This thing is here so you can be made privy to your comedy. It's not there so people can bask in the glow of your swarthy aura. Right. So you're saying it was inappropriate to tweet or it's appropriate to tweet? It's appropriate. It's just funny. It's just you have to from that angle. It's just kind of funny because. We, you're responsible for your, everyone getting to know about your own information. I have to tweet pictures of myself doing, you have to do that stuff because it's not like you have this huge team that's not right. You don't, but it is funny. We're one man industries because she did die. You're like, she died. It's so sad. Here's my clip of me. Well, that was just my memory with her. You don't think it's funny at all. I don't think it's funny because somebody else criticized me about that on Twitter now or or on Facebook and I defended it because it's like, that's the unique experience I had with Whitney Houston. When I met her, I was so excited. I was nervous to interview her when she's walking up the carpet. I'm like, holy shit. I called my parents afterwards. I was like, I just met Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. That's an icon. It's a big thing. It's a big deal. So I'm, that's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to sit there. I feel like sometimes, like so often people will, will try to protect their image by not saying things they want to say. It's like, I don't mind. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it affects weirdly ego. Be like, this is something I would, I, I want to share. That I experienced. I don't think it's self-promoting. I think the clip's not going to be seen otherwise. This well, is my experience it, with it. I happen to have video of it. By virtue of the fact that it's on Twitter, it's self-promoting. I'm not. I don't mean it in a negative way. I wasn't trying to insult you, but I, no, I thought you can I, feel I read free it as it. funny. I like the debate, but I read it as funny. You did. You have because it's like here's a huge icon that just died. Here's my clip. It's because we are we are not at the level of Whitney Houston, right? So it's almost like. Right. You want to, you want your name associated with that. You, anybody that says otherwise is a liar. You want your name, you know, when someone types in Whitney Houston, you want them to be like, Whitney Houston interview with Ben Glebe. Like, no, that's not at all what I wanted. That's where, but that's what happens. That's the byproduct of Twitter no, and of the internet. I viewed it so much more like a fan who, who, who learned she died and posts the picture of them with her at a concert. They met her backstage and was like, look at me. I met Whitney Houston. I got to touch that greatness. That's the way I look at it. It's okay. like, here's a clip of me touching greatness. You know what? As punishment for you saying this, I'm not going to play the clip now to the to the audience. 
Okay. Oh, I'm not going to self-promote twice. They should have clicked on it already. They should have. First twelve time you sent it out. <laughs> I sent it once. I sent it once. Oh my god. I would have done it. What's your favorite Whitney Houston song? I love Queen of the Night, but I also love. Uh, I ain't much farther. I don't want to have to go. Uh, don't uh, make me. That's not one of her Close songs. one more door. I don't want to hurt him. Oh yeah. I don't want to work anymore. Yeah. Saying my when Michael McDonald covered it. Yeah. Yeah. When Michael McDonald covered it. <laughs> my favorite Whitney song is, uh, I get so oh, emotional, baby. Yeah. Every time I think of you, which is now how I get when I hear, when I think of Whitney Houston. Yeah. It's so sad. It's really sad because it just didn't have to be that way. Yeah. Bobby Brown ruined her life. And also, just totally. like, just like nobody wants to hear me singing Whitney Houston or you singing Whitney Houston. What? That nobody is that because of the self-promotion comment? I work very hard on my voice. No, your voice is great. <laughs> Still nobody wants to hear it. But here's the thing. This brings up another thing that I have an issue with. Not an issue with. Of course, it was very lovely. But Jennifer Hudson's tribute, okay? I didn't when see she, it. she sang I Will Always Love You at the mm-hmm. Grammys. And she sang it nicely. It was great. She's a nice person, it seems like. I never understand. When somebody dies, an icon dies, why do we want to see somebody else singing their song? Why not just play the whole video of Whitney Houston singing it? It's like, what a, right. uh, what an irreplaceable voice Whitney Houston was. Here's the new Whitney Houston. Do you want to know Please why? Please welcome Jennifer Hudson, the younger you. Do you want to know why? Yeah. Self-promotion. Right. It's, and it's, it's disgusting. what we do here in Hollywood. Right. Uh... I don't, it is weird. You're right. Actually, t- I don't want to see that. I want to see, you know, these, and cause it's about them. Like, as if, if you get like a couple divas on stage and it's like, who can hit the higher note and who can out diva each other? Yeah. Some of those performances of the Grammy first, and I tweeted this and <laughs> the guy from Foster the People looks like an absolute serial killer. That haircut was nothing short of creepy. Yeah. And they were awful. And that Beach Boys thing was just like uncomfortable. Are they foster children? They all are. They all are? Yeah. Really? For, for real though? I thought it was like foster the people to have empowerment. That's what I thought it was. Tony Bennett uh, went a little nuts uh, when when Houston was died. He on like four times. Did, well, no, I'm not talking about the show. That's that Paul like, McCartney. They're different people. No, but they I are. Go. Here, here is an audio clip of the, just just less than an hour after Tony Bennett heard that Whitney Houston passed away. Um, he took to the stage at the Clive Davis pre Grammy party where she was supposed to perform. She was supposed to perform, and here is the speech that Tony. Bennett gave to everybody. You'll, it takes a left turn you will not see coming. Okay. First it was Michael Jackson. Then it was Amy Winehouse. And now the magnificent Whitney Houston. I'd like to have every gentleman and lady in this room commit themselves to get our government to legalize drugs. So they have to get it through a doctor, not to some gangsters that just sell it under the table. Um, drugs. Just drugs in general. <laughs> did not see that turn coming. Legalized vitamins. We need to control drugs more. We need to make sure people get help when they need help. No, we need to make sure we make all drugs legal. Well, what's funny is that inadvertently he's admitting that she probably died of a crack overdose, even though she didn't. Yeah. So he kind of like sold her out. Yeah. He's like, oh, she died. must have been crack. She had a problem. And Let's if it wasn't, it. if it was prescription pills, that's what doctors already do give you. Yes. And Michael Jackson died because he had a doctor giving him legal shit in an inappropriate way. I don't know how legalizing it. Not that I'm against legalizing drugs, but what a weird message to take from Wendy Houston's yeah. passing. I hope this Tony Bennett guy never, never his career never takes off. <laughs> um, do you think we should legalize drugs? Illegal. It's weird because marijuana, I think it should be taxed 
and legalized as it is here. I mean, you got to get a car, but that's fine. I think people are way too into it, to be honest. <laughs> but then you get drugs like meth or something that you're making in your basement. And the question is, I guess if we legalize it, then does the government regulate it? Do they make it so that it's safer? What are the... I think people rely too much on their vices and then too much on the government to fix their problems in general. And the government is never going to prescribe you crack. They're never going to prescribe you meth. I'm sure they did in like a Japanese prison camp or something. I'm sure. Well, that's true when we're trying to punish our own citizens. But uh, I feel like we're going to be depriving people of a lot of great drugs if we legalize them because doctors are not going to prescribe you crack or meth. It's just a fact. I I, got to be honest. When you when you legalize crack or meth or ecstasy, I mean – any of those things in a way you're saying it's okay yeah and it's not okay no so no marijuana fine and there is a difference sorry i'll agree there's a difference uh let's move away from the grammys for a moment if we i know i'm so sorry to do it but we're gonna move away we're gonna move away from it for a minute to talk about the republican race um rick santorum last week won all three races taking some steam away from romney minnesota missouri and colorado then romney comes back wins maine which is non-binding, so I don't understand the purpose of it even, and wins the CPAC drop hole, got a little momentum back. Who's your favorite? Who are you rooting for on the Republican side? Who will be the nominee in your estimation? I think Mitt Romney's quite likable. Mm-hmm. I think people like him, and, I mean, I think he might win. I mean, I don't obviously vote in the primaries or anything like that. So I think he'll Are you registered of- as Republican or Democrat? I'm not registered. Oh. Do you vote? You've never voted. Uh, I was out of the country. Yeah. For the last election. Yeah. And the ballot didn't get to me in time. Yeah. Prior to that, I don't know if I was legal, if I was able to vote. Uh, so that's my answer. But, uh, I'm interested to see. We, of course, we have Obama, but I'm interested to see what the other side has because, you know, the. Romney is, is not, Romney's an idiot. I, that's fine. He's not an idiot. He's a smart guy, but he's like a weasel. He did all he wants is nomination so badly. Right. He this week he doesn't keeps like saying things that are obviously showing he doesn't actually care about the conservative principles. This week he said, I'm I'm saying conservatism, I'm severely conservative. That's not the phraseology. The word you severe want. is a very conservative word. Yeah, it is true. I'm that's I, weird. I'm I'm depressingly conservative. Angrily conservative. Yeah. I I'm well, who do I'm you like? con- on that side, I mean Ron Paul I think is the most interesting. He's certainly the most he certainly tried enough. He has tried a lot to get the nomination. That is true. But um, he's the only one that I think – and I even think Santorum, I disagree completely with his views on a lot of things, on women's rights, on on gay rights. At the same time, I think he's at least a principled person who believes what he says. He's not trying just to get a nomination. Yeah. It's it's all kind of like a lesser of the evils kind of thing. Like no – there's no – candidate where you're just like god awesome right everything obama's yeah. gonna win right obama's gonna win again i think just because people are like well you dug us a little bit out of this pile of shit that you were handed let's just let him finish the project right let's yeah. not change horses midstream and then i mean to show how anti-government how much anti-government sentiment is out there romney this week actually he keeps using this over and over again his stump speech as a positive he keeps saying i'll quote this i happen to be the only one running for president republican or democrat that has never worked a day in washington Wow, that's a, a huge thing. positive. That's not a good thing at all. He what? continued, my lack of experience is profound. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't make any sense that that's a so great his thing. The point is that he, he hasn't had a chance to be corrupted. Yeah, that's his point. That he you doesn't owe corrupted. anybody any favors. You've ever met an NFL football player? You can be corrupted quite easily without setting foot <laughs> in DC. That's hilarious. Ugh. Um, so there's no more contests till the end of February. So we'll see what happens next, but Romney's got some contests. time. <laughs> Yeah, contests. They are. It's funny. You can text in your votes. No more pageants. Yeah. 
It is. That'd be funny. Speaking of pageants, do you know who headlined CPAC this last week also ending the CPAC straw poll? The Conservative Political Action Committee, Sarah Palin headlined it, pageant winner herself. She's a pageant winner. She's quite the beauty. Yeah, you know it's an important event, a very serious event, when your keynote speaker is Sarah Palin. People like her. I mean, people hate her, but enough people liked her. Yeah. I mean, for them to lose the election. You have to be retarded to like her. Like, I'm sorry. She didn't even finish her term as governor. How is she a political force? She can't even finish four years running an empty state. Just shows you. Nobody lives in Alaska. This is, that, that has been yeah, proven. Yeah. It's two moose, a meese, three yeah. meese, and, three a, and meese. an otter. Three meese, an otter, and Sarah Palin's family. Yeah. She, With great I, views I, I of can't Russia. even, there's not even point expounding on the way we, everyone knows she's an idiot. Yeah. She's closed. There's no, oh, but she wrote a good book. That's true. That's true. Um, Saudi Arabia, a Saudi man is facing death calls after tweeting about the Prophet Muhammad. Breitbart.com reports. Uh, a young Saudi journalist is facing calls for his execution after tweeting remarks about the Prophet Muhammad. And the top clerics in the kingdom are demanding his trial. They're calling him an apostate. I don't even know what that means. Sounds bad in that context. It's bad. You don't want to be an apostate. Here's his tweet. He said he's a 23-year-old guy. He said his name is Hamza Kashgari. He said, I have loved things about you and I have hated things about you. And there is a lie I don't understand about you. I will not pray for you. That's it. That's all he said. Obviously, we should kill this guy, right? I just, as. This guy's got to be killed. He's got, he's about to be put to death, to death, rape him first. That's what they do. Right. As an American, it is impossible for us to, to comprehend the, the mentality of I don't want to say those countries, but of Middle Eastern, uh, right wing, not right wing, extremist ideology. I know not all, not all Middle Eastern people are terrorists. They're not, I, I, that's, I don't even need to get tweets about this, but as an American, as these free speech loving amendment having Americans, we'll, we'll never just, we'll never understand the mindset that they're coming from. It's like being from another planet. Right. And so it's easy for us every time this happens, like with the cartoonist that right. they want all this. It's, of course we're outraged because we're like, of course he could say what he wants, but that's just, those are not, inalienable rights for them so it's ridiculous i hope he isn't killed Th- those are the things that they hold near and dear to them over there it's yeah, not right that's bring up another facebook page instantly they started a facebook page called the saudi people demand hamza kashgari's execution instantly thirteen thousand members calling for him to be murdered well for that statement when they meet when their triumvirate meets over there in saudi arabia uh they take into account all facebook pages they do it's a big part ever since god since cares Muhammad about walked it. the earth facebook's yeah. always been god there. used to be big on myspace he loved myspace but then he's finally shifted over he's resisting facebook. google plus what is that? I don't even understand it. Is it like Friendster? I think it's, what I don't know. Friendster? I don't know. The video conferencing looks great on Google Plus, but it, you know, I just, I just think obviously this guy should be found and actually he's already, already has been arrested. Interpol apparently, they're denying it, but they're saying the International Cooperative Police Force has said that they are, it's accused that they allowed their system to be used to catch this guy. He has been arrested in, in Malaysia, in a different country. He fled after his tweet. Why would you fly? Go to? Why would you go to a Muslim country? Why go to another? Yeah, fled yourself to a, to the U.S. <laughs> fled yourself. Go to Barbados. Do something fun. Malaysia. <laughs> I'd also like to add, by the way, that I have nothing personally, and Elias also has nothing but the greatest respect for the Prophet Muhammad, sure. as well as any other prophet that, if insulted, could lead to to my culture, culture, my death. Especially monetary prophets. Boom. <laughs> that was very funny. She said Jews and high fived me. If you couldn't, my, my mom heard this, she'd be very upset. That's hilarious. I said that. Um, Everyone's got their kind of profit. That's good. <laughs> I should make a bumper sticker. So, 
So then also last week, Obama um, came out, his administration came out saying that from this point forward, he would have to, um, not he, all religious related organizations that are not exactly churches, religious hospitals, religious schools would have to offer for their employees health plans that include contraception for their females. Yeah. And it was the biggest uproar in the world. Republicans. So that means like the, the option to get the pill. Just birth control. Yeah. Not like a dental dam. No, okay. just, well, yeah, I don't think so. I don't Everyone think... gets a tube of KY intense to make it better. <laughs> Does it make it better? No, I, no, I haven't used it. I have a whole thing. Don't get me started on how ridiculous I find that product. <laughs> it's for women whose vagina has been banged out so much that they have no sensation. So they make it with poblano peppers. <laughs> so you can feel something. I have a whole thing with my Twitter followers where we write testament testimonials from women that use it. Like after I had a nasty incident with a slap chop, I started using KY intense because they use real cumin. Becky from Kansas. Oh my god! So sorry. sorry. Biggest up. I, I won't get you started on. Biggest uproar in the world happens when this was announced, and so immediately they, they said you cannot. The government cannot force religious organizations to do something against their conscience, against their religious beliefs. So Obama's administration reverses their stance on it. They immediately reverse it and say, fine, for religious organizations, the healthcare organization instead will pay for the contraception. You won't have to pay for it directly. You won't have to be involved in it. And still they're saying that's, that's not really a help. They're still trying to, and they, him reversing himself. This is a guy, there's a guy on CNN, this official looking gray haired man. His name is Phil Kent, conservative commentator said, and I quote, Obama is anti-religious freedom and Panetta, Defense Secretary and others tried to get him to see the other side. And now that he changed his mind, it does show weakness. How can it be both? How can you be an asshole on one side when you want something? You're open, you listen, you change it, and now you're still an asshole? Do you want me to bring your show full circle? Please. If he's a weak asshole, and he does not have an asshole like a dog. It's very true. Uh, <laughs> I, we have this, our country, one of the foundations of our country is the separation of church and state. Right. And so it's interesting that when, oh, I don't even know how I feel about that separation of church and state. And so we're saying they can still be separate. The people have, this is a democracy. We have a right to choose what we do with our bodies. The church doesn't have a right to say, and I understand that a church can't be required to hand out condoms, but if you are, if you're relying on government healthcare, which you all say that you want, cause we decry the system we have, it needs to be government healthcare. Then the government should be, have the best interest of the people and be like, all right, well, here are your options. You can't get mad that the government healthcare they're providing isn't tailored to your religious specificities. Yeah. That's not fair. Then don't, then go, then pay for it yourself. Agreed. I totally agree. And, and if somebody changes their opinion and is open-minded, you can't decry them for being weak. You can't say somebody can't do something when he's like, okay, fine, I won't do it. No, you're a weak idiot. That's literally speaking out of both, in the same breath. You can't do that. I'm not interested in girls. Look at her breasts. Tell the, how about this? You don't want to, you don't want the government to offer contraceptives. Fine. When the members of your church get, get pregnant, underaged or, and they, and they can't afford it and they have to go on food stamps or government aid, the church can pay for that for yeah. them specifically. Yeah. They if can adopt so each of those kids. Yeah. You can go ahead. You can pay for all of it. Churches love kids anyway. So yeah. it's perfect. Put my taxes to fix a fucking pothole on my street instead of pay for Juanita's <laughs> illegitimate baby. Oh my God. I said hilarious. it. That is hilarious. Um, two more stories. I know you got to go. I do have to go. Um, two more quick stories here. I have bread. Um, well, you know, let's just talk about Valentine's Day for a minute because I'm, you're, I'm, you're my Valentine's guest. This is the Valentine's Day special of last week on Earth. Yeah. Let's talk about Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I guess it's Lazarus Schlesinger. Said it right. It feels so good. Yeah, because Valentine's Day, baby. Does mine echo too? Oh. Yeah. We're both in this. We shell. both got echo. What does Valentine's Day mean to you, Eliza? Not much. Oh, the sax? Oh, yeah. That's nice. It ain't Valentine's Day without a little sax. We should do something like, I just want to order a latte and you keep talking to me like this. Sure. Can I just get a small coffee? Yeah, what kind of coffee? I just want to get a regular coffee. Do you guys have soy milk? Oh, I got soy milk. I just wanted to get a latte. Do you want it real creamy? It's just, just the milk. Just what kind of milk do you I want? I said soy. Oh, I'm going to give it to you. Oh, my. Is there a manager? Oh, I am the manager. Ugh. Yeah. You want me to call the manager? Going to Coffee Bean. It's time for a three-way. <laughs> Touch me. Manager, get over here. Wait, no soy milk? We got a hot one. <laughs> that was fun. It is funny. I think anything in that voice will be fun. Oh, yeah. Can I park here? Ahmadinejad <laughs> is threatening to unleash nuclear weapons on the planet. Yeah. It's been a very interesting Valentine's Day. Um, you miss it already. I was all excited. It's, you know, it's been an interesting Valentine's Day. It I is. just well, woke up. Well, a lot of things are happening this Valentine's Day. They're kind of redefining Valentine's Day. I'll give you an example. Pizza Hut is offering a special for $10,010. You can buy a pizza, and it includes flowers, limo service, fireworks, videographer, photographer, and a red ruby ring you're supposed to propose with. It's a pepperoni. It's not a ruby. <laughs> so you have to propose like this is the day. I don't Who think you people? have to, but oh, would you be like to be proposed in that way? Uh, with a ruby? Fuck no. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Where'd you get this? K Jewelers? <laughs> ruby. Every kiss begins with K. Every kiss begins with hell no, I'm not wearing a ruby. <laughs> really? Like they couldn't, the pizza's not good enough, so they have fireworks and that's weird. So anything to distract from the pizza. That's they're a $10,000 engagement. They're only offering it to 10 lucky proposers. So, so they're offering 10 people the chance to spend 10 grand on a shitty ring. That's exactly right. And fireworks that'll put your eye out. And the pizza. Don't forget the pizza. I like Domino's. What? You like? You I like the Domino's? thin crust. I'll eat anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What oh, you'll about. eat anything, will you? <laughs> Do the... <laughs> ah, shit. Oh. I think you just said you'll eat anything, didn't you, Liza? Uh, I, I'm just still waiting for my coffee. Yeah, the coffee's on the way. Wait, how did you know my name? You wrote it. I wrote it on the side of the cup and you told it to me. Oh. But I'll tell you what else. While your coffee's getting brewed up, I got something else hot for you. What is it? This scone. I thought out of the bakery case, these are supposed to be cold. It's a dessert no, item. Oh, not my scone. Oh. Call it a scone? Scone. I'm a scone call it whatever I want to call it. <laughs> a scone call it. That sounds so <laughs> racist. I was going to call it whatever I want. No. It's not racist. It's just an accent. It could be anybody from the South. Explains the raisins. Anybody uneducated from the South say, I'm going to scone it for you. They love scones. Yeah. Deep South. I'm going to beat somebody with a scone. Because they're hard. You know what they say? What? A woman scone is... <laughs> That's hilarious. So Waffle House and White Castle also oh. getting romantic as hell. Time.com reports. This year, dozens of Waffle House locations are hosting romantic, reservations-only, candlelit dinners on Valentine's Day. Tablecloths. Tablecloths? You better believe it. At a Waffle House? The busser still will aggressively wipe down the tablecloth with a wet towel angrily. Like, okay, now you, now you, now you go. Yeah, now you go. <laughs> would you ever, would you, you think it's just tongue-in-cheek? Should it be, would, it, would it be funny? Is it ironic? Is it hipster Valentine's? It's gotta be hipster. And if you're there for serious, <laughs> then that's, what does it cost? Like five bucks? 
It's uh, probably seven dollars. Probably it's a step up. Their, their dinner menu will will be a special one, including ribeye and eggs and pork chop dinners. Wow. The hallmarks of romance. And is there a valet to park your car off the side of the freeway, or do you do it yourself? No, but there are Mexican guys who will steal your car. There's no Mexicans in the South. There are not, but there are not. There are. But Waffle House. Why do you think me. most Mexican people are val? I take it back. Most Mexican people aren't valets. Why are most valets Mexican? Because it's a job that you can do without. This is going to sound racist, but if you were an illegal immigrant, let's say, yeah, and you come here, you have no formal education. It's not hard to park a car. True. It's the same thing for you. Take illegal, not illegal, but immigrants. Say our great grandparents, they come over. What do you do? You get a job up. So you remedial jobs until you either get an education or you know work your way up and that's those are just the facts everyone's right and it's it. jobs though that Americans do not want to be doing we would if we paid more well yeah we can't pay that much no, more for young picking kids fruit do it. and things i had girlfriends that did valet like a lot of actors do it because you can work at night they've got like girl valet which i don't think anyone wants a girl driving their car but no, they have it's all a girl horrible valet. idea i see a lot of like college kids doing it interesting I, I don't think any grown man if you've grown up in america you you've had access to some type of privilege that can elevate you above the tax bracket or lack of tax bracket that is parking cars i just think we 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 can't be so aggressively trying to export people from our country who who came here to export to expel them from the country who came here just trying to find opportunity and are working hard and working at jobs that we're not doing like I if don't our think we are aggressively porous, trying to export them. But the Republicans want us to. It's not going to happen. They want an electrified fence. A fence? Really? Like, at one point, we put a man on the moon, and a fence is your answer? <laughs> We're clearly not trying to keep anyone out, but pretending that we are. Yeah, because also, how hard could it be to build a fence? It's you not. You could build a, the whole fence in, in two months. I'll get jacked up. We have to talk about Valentine's Day. I know. So, so White Castle also uh, is offering a special Valentine's Day dinner for several years now. Um, you can make a reservation for their hot and steamy dinner. Can we get, please, oh, yeah. one more time? <laughs> Jazz and egg. Yeah, it's the White Castle hot and steamy dinner. So it's just hamburgers, right? Just... Well, it's a free dessert chocolate dip cheesecake on a stick. On a stick? You took me to a fucking place that has dessert on a stick, Ben? Yeah, because I'm Where's going my all out, and I got a ruby ring for you. It's one of those ring pops. It looks ruby colored, but you just suck on it. Great, we can just go in a fucking diabetic coma together. We have tableside service candles, fresh cut flowers, and a collapsible vase is yours to keep. And that ever-present aroma of steam grilled burgers and onions. Did you say collapsible vase? That's right, baby. I'll be there. Yeah. You're very good at that. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's very sensual. It's like a it? sexy lion. It's like a sexy lion. Yeah. That's the nicest you've ever been to me. Oh, meaty. I'm making Blanche jealous there. Look at that face. Your sweet little dog, Blanche. Her ear just perked up. Because it's, it's the only one that works. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, your dog is cute. You're very into your dog. I've never seen somebody be so into their dog before. Look at this face. Look at that body. I work out. You realize you're a crazy person when you talk. Shit. You're a crazy person. Okay. You want to hear? You want to see me go? Because I'll show sure, you what it looks please. like. Please. Oh my goodness! You've got a meaty face. You've got a meaty face, and you've got a meaty nose, and you've got the meatiness. The electric beard. I love your face. We do it every day. Do it to the max. Meaty nose. Meaty woman. Meaty woman. Okay, you just, you just almost swallowed your dog's face at the end of that. Would that I could. Your mouth went on top of your dog's snout. Oh my god. Um. And I know you have to run. And <laughs> On that. you are making love to your dog right now. So 
I'm creeped out. I'm going to finish the podcast by myself. I think that's best. It's probably best. It's Valentine's Day. You need some alone time. I've messed myself. With Blanche. Species. Oh, my God. Uh, Any plugs you'd like to share, please? Um, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming. I do Liza. a lot of podcasts, not bragging. And this was, you were very well prepared. You have thank a lot you. of great topics. There's thank nothing you. worse than a shitty podcast. And this yes. is awesome. Oh, thank you. you a great job. Yeah. You're really good. That's how we do it last week on Earth. Yeah. There's no more echo. No more uh, echo. <laughs> you, looked at, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I follow Ben. Ben follows me or so he says, uh, I do follow you. you do, yeah. It's at I L I Z A. And then check out my Facebook. You can submit pictures of your dog's pub. We do a pub of the week. On the weekly news, which is my show, but you can find all yeah, that on Yeah, you Twitter. have a show on the stream.tv. The stream.tv, stream is in water. It's called The Weekly News, W-E-A-K-L-Y. And, and we you just... host it pantsless, don't you? Not anymore. Not for years. Why? Why have you stopped hosting it pantsless? CBS doesn't like that. <laughs> doesn't like really? that I wear pants. Why did you not wear pants? Uh, initially, our studio was very, very small, and it was very hot because we have a lot of equipment. Yeah. And no one could see me from the waist down, so I just wore like boy shorts, and then I'd stand up, and it became a thing. Um, and as of this week, we have a deal. We are broadcasting live on YouTube for all of our shows. Broadcasting live. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited. So tweet me and, and come watch TV with me late at night. That's that is very exciting. Thank you. Adeliza on Twitter. I really appreciate that. Thanks, Ben. Um, and, uh, coming up in a little bit is a couple more stories to wrap up. Then your Twitter responses to my question of the week and then the thunder round. Um, but. Sorry, I'm missing the thunder. I know. It's, the thunder round is very exciting, but Eliza Schlesinger. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. It was very lovely having Eliza here. I enjoyed our conversation. I enjoyed riffing through the world. I enjoyed trying to seduce her with my melodic Valentine's jazz music. And um, I don't know that she appreciated that part of it. But, you know, whatevs. You know, you can't please everybody all the time. And that's just a fact. That we have to live, we have to live with, you know. Not everybody's gonna want your advances. You gotta move on. Uh, she wanted a latte. That's okay with me. Um, couple more stories, however, I'd like to cover before we get into our Twitter questions and the thunder round. And I'd like to get into those right now. Um, first of all, you know what? I'm just gonna jump right to the Twitter questions and then we're gonna go to the thunder round. Wrap it up a little bit quicker. Okay. First of all, I asked on Twitter this week, share with me your worst Valentine's Day. And we got some funny responses, some interesting responses. Uh, at Micah White said, worst Valentine's Day ever. It had George Lopez, Taylor Swift, and Julia Roberts, and it made no sense. Oh, wait. Clever. You're talking about the movie Valentine's Day. I didn't see it, but I heard bad reviews. At Miss Florence said, worst V-Day. The only V-Day where I've actually had a Valentine who made chocolate-covered strawberries and gave me none. So sad. Ha ha. Well, at least you can keep your sense of humor about it. And chocolate-covered strawberries are overrated because the chocolate crumbles onto your couch. Now it looks like there was a mistake there. And, you know, strawberries are good enough on their own. So you didn't miss out on much. I feel bad about this, okay? I'll be your um, – I was going to say I'll be your Valentine. I won't be your Valentine because I don't know you. But I'll tell you this. If one day you and I are ever Valentines with each other, I will get you chocolate-covered strawberries. And that's a guarantee. Uh, at stuck underscore like underscore Chuck. It's an odd handle. I would lose those underscores, my friend. Uh, said, worst V-Day, my girl got a black eye at the gym the night before. When we went out for dinner, everyone looked at me like I'm an asshole. That sucks. That sucks. You're springing for the good red lobster Valentine's dinner, and it looks like you are a, a wife beater. That is not cool. So, you know, makeup would have been good if you could have covered that up, because it made you feel very awkward. 
Um, and my favorite one was at Captain Jim Starr said, being alone and going to a DDR, parentheses, dance, dance, revolution tourney, full of nerds like me. It sounds worse than it actually was. Ha ha. Um, yeah, it does. Doesn't sound great. I mean, although I have to ad- admire your embracing your nerdy passions because first of all, Dance Dance Revolution's fun. And you're also dancing on Valentine's Day. Maybe I'm flipping my opinion. Maybe I think it's actually a positive. I've had plenty of Valentine's Days without anybody around and I didn't have a bunch of Asian kids around me dancing. It seems joyous to me. It seems like when you have the joy of happy, happy feeted, happy footed, happy foot, happy, uncontrollably pleased Asian children and teenagers stomping on electronically girded pads, making sure that they're getting high scores and not just on the game, but in your heart. That's a Valentine's Day to remember. And I think you need to remember that. Um. I encourage that. I had a horrible Valentine's Day one time a couple of years ago. Definitely t- tops that. One time, my best friend Scott and I were dating these two girls who were best friends. On Valentine's Day, we both had fancy plans to take them out separately. The girls called us over to their apartment, broke up with both of us at the same exact time. Scott and I were devastated. We were invited by our friend Tony Rock to go to this uh, Echo Clothing open bar party on Valentine's Day. So we head over there. Scott's girl does not unbreak up with him, but I get a call as I'm walking in saying, I changed my mind. I want to get back with you. And I was an idiot. I'm like, let's do it. Let's get back. But I was about to walk into this party. I'm like, but you broke up with me on Valentine's Day, so I'll get back with you. I'll still take you out tonight, but I'm getting drunk at this party. And I proceeded to get drunk at this open bar, this Echo Clothing Party, right? I get plastered, plasterific. Maybe at one point I might have even while driving home, while Scott was driving me home down uh, Sunset Boulevard might have jumped out of the car drunkenly at a red light and ran in and purchased a L.A. County Jail shirt from one of the tourist shops for no reason. It looked awesome. Bought it, hopped right back in the car. Went home, passed out, fell asleep, missed Valentine's dinner entirely. Woke up the next morning with a bunch of angry texts. But I feel like I'm in the right. So I feel like you're going to break up with somebody on Valentine's Day. That person might get drunk and sleep through dinner. I don't think that's on me. It's time for the Thunder Round. It's the Thunder Round, everybody. Uh, the first picks of Blue Ivy Carter were published this week. The famous, infamous, almost daughter, son, daughter? Is it a boy or a girl? I don't even know. Is a Blue Ivy a boy or a girl? I'm guessing it's a girl. The Ivy part, Blue could be a boy's name. You're my boy, Blue. Could that totally, it obviously is a boy's name, but Ivy, girl name. Interesting. Is this kid asexual? Point is, a lot of commotion. People are very interested to see these pictures. What would this kid look like? Would it be a devil spawn? Would it be a super hero singer? Would this be the greatest? Would the kid's face look like a great voice? That's the question we were all asking. And I got a report. Kid looks normal. Kid looks very normal. So nothing to report there. Weird thing, though, does look a lot like Kanye. Is that strange? Watch your back, Jay. Watch, you gotta watch that throne, son. Don't let me get in my zone. Don't let me get in my zone. Colleges are selling naming rights to bathroom stalls. 
Can you imagine this? A restroom stall, maybe a whole men's room, at your alma mater being named after you in your honor? The story said that it would cost just a few thousand dollars. That is a bargain, in my opinion. Colleges and universities around the country in, in desperate measures try to raise funds, including University of Boulder, Colorado, University of Pennsylvania, even Harvard Law School, have named restroom stalls and walls after alumni and benefactors in exchange for donations. The best name of them, um, this story reported, without question, I agree, it is very, very uh, clever use of this man's name, the Phallic Men's Room at Harvard Law School. Um, William Fallick, a 71 Harvard Law grad, donated $100,000? Whoa, we said a few thousand. hundred grand is way too much for a pisser in your name. $100,000, they gave him the bathroom in his honor. It was his idea. And he also has a men's room at UC Berkeley School of Law, where he now teaches being designed. This guy loves having his name on bathrooms. It's sick if you ask me. No, I'm kidding, man. Fallick, it's cool. I think it's cool. I'd like to sponsor a urinal maybe at my alma mater, UC San Diego. Because if you don't want to... Listen, I'm not interested in being associated with the goings-on of a full stall, okay? If I did sponsor one of those, I'd probably call it Il Duso. But I don't want one. Okay, I want just a, just a stall. Maybe I would call it the urinator. Or the Ben Glebe piss place. Maybe I have, on the plaque it would say, This PP brought to you by BG. What about the, the International Piss Station? I think that's a name for it. Okay, my last suggestion for my own named urinal. And feel free to suggest your own on Twitter. But my favorite might be, what about this? The Ben Glebe slash Charles de Gaulle pubic hairport. Wrap your head around that one, everybody. Slash Charles de Gaulle pubic hairport, I said. You know, even with high tuition costs, the reason for this is that universities' budgets are shrinking. And this is, a, I think it's a creative way to address that. I'm behind this whole idea. I'm front side this whole idea too. Both sides of me. All my own bathroom. I take my family and friends to visit it all the time. Be like, hey, we, do you guys see my pisser? You guys check that out? I got my whole, I got a whole urinal just myself. I wouldn't mind if they could also throw in a last week on earth with Ben Glebe urinal cake to control the odor in there. Come on. Seattle Library lets man watch porn in view of children. What? In a Seattle library, a mother with kids there at the library complained that she could see the man next to her in the computer stall was looking at hardcore pornography. Librarian said, I will not tell him to change it because we can't censor people. You're free to look at what you want. No, you're not free. Not free to do whatever you want to do in life. Some things are objectively wrong. We're not, we don't have rights to do everything. You should not be allowed to shove lead into the eyes of a tiny owl. As an example, some things are obvious. That owl would obviously respond, Who, who did this to me? My eyes, my owl eyes have lead in them now. That's how he might respond, so keep that in mind. Teacher been accused of spraying Febreze on a student who smelled fishy. Parents in uproar. I'm cool with it. Shouldn't smell fishy. Febreze the shit out of that kid. Next story. Stimulating brain improves memory. It's a new study that came out. It makes sense to me. Because it's your brain. And they are stimulating it. So therefore, yeah. Um, apparently, 
the idea that deep brain stimulation may have benefits from memory was prompted in part just by chance. In a 2008 report, a man was receiving these experimental brain treatments. They would stimulate parts of his brain to help him stop craving food. He was an obese man. Suddenly showed improvement in his memory, which prompted excite, excitement all over the medical community. I don't see why you shouldn't improve somebody's brain by shocking the shit out of it. It's also a commercial I saw on TV there at night for a comb that sends laser beams into your scalp to help you not lose your hair. I'm in favor of this too. I want anything shot into my head. Laser beams, brain stimulation sensors. Um, I'd love thousands of Tic Tacs being dropped slowly on my head. That would feel like, like, like soft, playful, unhurtful hail hitting you. In a great way, it would make this great pitter patter. Picture it. Close your eyes right now. Picture thousands of Tic Tac, color of your choice. Just falling on your scalp. Seems like it would be a dream. Police lure naked man off tower with McDonald's hamburgers. The New York Times reports. They should have shocked his brain. Imagine. This guy goes onto a clock tower. Not a clock tower. A tower in downtown Los Angeles, okay? Spent hours on top of the tower. It was a radio tower. He goes up there starts taking his clothes off. Until he's naked. And demands, I won't get down till you bring me McDonald's hamburgers. I mean, did the guy take a wrong turn and route to the drive-thru? Because that's a lot of hullabaloo for some McDonald's burgers. At least ask for, I'd like a sizzler steak and shrimp or something. So, I feel like he didn't think it out well. This happened Wednesday night. Once officers brought him down, he said he would come down after he finished his meal, and he was true to his word. He was uninjured. No one knows why he climbed the structure. I think I know why. Sometimes you just got to have it. This guy saw that tower and he's like, I'm climbing it. That's what he thought to himself. From ugly man nudity to lovely female nudity, hot female topless protesters in Russia... It seems like it's never too cold for the ladies of the Femen organization. Temperatures in Russia have been minus 11 degrees Fahrenheit, as low as that recently. But this is a Ukrainian activist group named Femen who protested outside the headquarters of the Russian gas monopoly Gazprom, topless. The Associated Press reported women held signs reading gas racket and gas gangsters. They're accusing the Prime Minister of Russia, Vladimir Putin, and Gazprom, which has a monopoly, of subjugating the Ukraine and Europe through its restrictive and exploitative gas policies. Look, I don't know anything about this story, but I hope the protests continue. I truly hope that they pro- – I think they should protest more things. They should protest uh, the lack of female topless protesting here in the States – they should come here and stand up against that, for example. There's a lot of things. Protest owls having lead put into their eyes by people who are trying to make examples on podcasts. Protest whatever you got to protest. Just do it topless. That's the best form of free expression I've ever heard of. And on that note, I think I'm going to head out for the evening, for the day, for the week. 
Remember that special coming out in a couple days on Saturday? We'll be releasing it. It's called Last Week on the Road. Check that out. Very serious conversation. Follow me on Twitter at Ben Glebe. Hashtag Last Week on Earth. Ask me things I might read on the podcast. We'll be back next week, guys. Until last week, next week. This has been Last Week on Earth. And I'll leave you with the late, great Whitney Houston singing my favorite song of hers. I get so emotional. 